The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from previsible.io. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the SEO customer funnel. Joining me today is Tori Gray, who is CEO and founder of Gray.Company, which is a digital consultancy focused on providing senior level expertise for SEO and digital strategy projects. Yesterday, Tori and I were discussing up-leveling your keyword matrices. And today we're going to continue the conversation and and as mentioned, we're going to talk about SEO customer funnel. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t all right here's my conversation with tori gray the ceo and founder of gray dot company tori welcome back to the podcast thank you again now i feel like yesterday's conversation was a nice kind of precursor to a recommendation on where and how some of our keyword research should live we touched on some benefits of kind of moving into that content calendar, having everything in one home, so to speak. And we touched a little bit on kind of like uh, stages in the funnel. But to expand on that, how are you thinking about the SEO customer funnel? We care a lot about reporting and making sure that the work that we're doing is meaningful with our clients, like most agencies, right? Like, what's the point of this if you're not actually going to make for happy clients and, and get them the results that they want? 
And the one of the ways in which we're doing that is really thinking through how we organize reporting and making sure we're communicating the right things at the right time. And we know where things are headed before you get there. And by that, I specifically mean much of SEO reporting, you know, we've got your impressions, we've got your rankings, we've got your conversions, right? Like there's all these different ways and it's not necessarily thinking through what's happening first when you're attempting to really solve the problem of, hey, is what I'm doing working? Am I even moving in the right direction? Really making sure you're looking at the leading indicators and understanding, hey, I'm starting to see improved rankings and impressions around these keywords. And that's actually the first step to ranking well for terms X, Y, and Z. And until I do that, I'm not going to actually drive meaningful traffic to the site, right? You have to rank it high enough that you can move them down that funnel so you can show up frequently enough so that you grow more sessions. And without sessions, you're not going to get any conversions whatsoever. So if you're waiting till six to eight months into your program, your SEO program to really understand, hey, is what we're doing even hitting any sorts of marks? You need to be looking at those leading indicators. So what we've done is really formalize what are the different metrics at what funnel stage that you should be paying attention to. So we're going to break down those metrics for awareness and interest and consideration, purchase, loyalty, and advocacy. And very soon, we're going to be releasing some templates for Looker Studio so you can take your existing GSC data and your SEMrush data or your SEO tool of choice in order to really start thinking about orienting things around, are they moving through? Or are they not? And what do you do about that? And can you give some examples of those attributes that you're using at the different stages? Absolutely. So at the awareness stage, you're more thinking of things that you might assume obviously with SEO. That's going to be your impressions. That's going to be your rankings. Further than that, you're going to want to think about your share of voice or your visibility for your target keywords as well as overall. And you want to know a breakdown between your branded searches and your non-branded searches, because if all your revenue and all your results are coming into branded searches, your SEO is probably not doing the trick, right? It's important to have that, but it's important to have something beyond that. And then when you know you're moving that needle, you can take certain steps in order to make sure you're growing awareness. And that can be showing the, the wins in order to build the confidence with your account planners or your brand managers. I'm going to take a segue here to say, I think this is also important in order to bridge the gap, the gap of communication between your brand teams and your executive teams and your SEO teams. If you're just talking about impressions, if you're not using their language and talking about your visibility, and if you're not framing it as these are metrics about awareness and more people are aware of us, then you're not necessarily communicating in language that they understand. So some of this is about bridging the gap and really making sure they understand how this is moving. That's such a... I'm so happy that you brought up that point because it's something that I've been a big advocate for as well is meeting clients or different teams within an organization where they're at. And I think for a lot of these business partners, SEO is not their core focus or where they're solely interested on. And so by using the language that they have, you're reducing one more barrier to the subject matter. And I think it's a really important factor to just be able to bring people along with you and not to be using necessarily jargon that they don't have the familiarity with. So I think that is a really, it sounds simple, but it's such a key piece to just bring people on board. And I think that's something 
overall that we could do a lot more within SEO on is meeting these different business partners where they're at with their maturity or awareness to SEO. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a a fight. We're learning. We all want to get our own budget. We want to do our good work. It can be a bit of a scramble, but I think a, a missed opportunity too often is just communication. And if they don't understand the value of what you're doing, then what you're doing doesn't matter. You know, you're not going to keep your job if your boss doesn't think and isn't happy with those results, right? So it's not just the results. It's also how they feel about those results. And that communication is really key into making that happen. Absolutely. And with your experience, I mean, I assume to different clients or different parts of the organization, you're always going to have variants of this. Do you feel like the attributes that you're using on these, that they're fairly universal between businesses, just maybe calling it a different name or like how much variance are you seeing in like in these attributes to clients? We do tend to like to specialize. I think the earlier funnel stages, it's easier for it to be generic. But for instance, when you're talking about the purchased funnel stage, that's going to be very different for e-commerce versus a SaaS business, for example. And even prior to that, the way in which you want to break down your data and say, segment your site, whether that's around a specific site section that holds your strategic content or around, say, the collection of these services of this, of all the services, these are the three that matter. These are the pages that bring us the most conversions or they're the highest value conversions. So that's what we want to focus on. The ways you can segment your data and filter that to be meaningful to your business, that is really critical. So I think that's important to bring to your reporting. Plus, if you're talking e-commerce, average order value, for example, is a very important metric that matters nothing, not at all, to a SaaS company. SaaS is going to care about marketing qualified leads and and what the estimated lifetime value of that lead is. So it is important, especially in the later funnel stages, that you really tailor that around the specifics of your business. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. That's a great point. Another thing going back just a little bit, you made the comment to more like leading KPIs. And I think this is something too that I, I see a lot and I'm always advocating that SEOs are 
and not just having these lagging KPIs. How much awareness, like, is that something that you find is pretty well accepted when you're maybe working with like a new client or how much, I guess, familiarity are you seeing with clients on leading versus lagging KPIs? I think it improves the conversation significantly from my experience, which is obviously very anecdotal. But I I think clients want to know immediately, is it working? Is it working? And that's always a challenging conversation for an SEO team when we know, hey, until all these other things come together, your revenue moon needle is probably not going to move. And I'm talking specifically in terms of launching brands or even changes required for an enterprise brand. Like if you're making a zero change on an enterprise site, you'll probably see transaction really, really quickly. Or if you fix your schema and suddenly you're getting all these product reviews and that means you get more click-throughs, there can be really impactful short-term things. But sometimes in those tricky conversations, results aren't going to happen immediately in terms of revenue, which is really all people care about at the end of the day. You're not doing SEO because you feel like it. You're doing SEO to drive ad impressions or to drive, you know, e-com purchases or to get the right meaningful leads that are going to mean ultimately revenue for your business. So it goes back to that sort of classic conversation of like, should SEO be reporting on revenue? And I'm very much on, on the side of you absolutely have to be or you're not a you're not a team member. You're not contributing. It's too easy to just kick back and say, well... I drove impressions. I got through rankings. I don't care if you didn't turn into revenue. Not my problem. That view set is problematic from my perspective. And we want to have those good conversations early so that they feel comfortable and know that things are moving in the right direction. So they don't leave at month two or three because they don't think it's working and they got cold feet, right? You want to know, you want to have that conversation early and often. And I think this enables that. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And I think I've heard those conversations as well, you know, and I've heard the arguments of like, well, I'm not controlling conversion rate. I only can control like bringing people to the site. But again, in the same perspective that you have, I think having that approach, it's like, okay, yes, maybe you don't have full control of something, but I think you're ultimately limiting both the ceiling that you have within an organization. Like if you're an in-house SEO of how far you can progress if you're not willing to get into those revenue conversations, but also potentially hurting like resource allocations and how well you can really immobilize an organization to get behind your initiatives. The other area too on the leading piece is I really like to push SEOs to use this, especially with working with product and engineering teams. Because if they're finishing a ticket or something and it says, hey, the objection from this was to increase revenue, but it's not happening immediately, it's very difficult for someone in engineering to determine like, hey, was this good? Like, did we do this correctly? Was this complete? And I think by having those leading KPIs, you also allow someone from engineering or someone from another part of the business to be like, okay, what we wanted to achieve was achieved. And you can do those through some of those leading KPIs instead of waiting for something to actually come to fruition in revenue growth. Like especially if it's maybe a strategy on changing a navigation or internal linking structure. Sure, you're going to see improvements from that. You may not see revenue on day one from those changes. 
but you might see problems from day one, right? True. So monitoring <laughs> early and often is really critical so that you can fix those issues that you accidentally introduced or course correct, frankly. Like it's not just important to communicate successes early. It's also important to know, hey, something's not working here. I need to dig in and figure out why. And either that means a tactical change or fix or a strategic change. Because maybe you're driving traffic to the wrong keywords. Maybe we're targeting the wrong thing that is the wrong audience that has a different willingness to buy that is not willing to pay this much. The classic... Are you looking for the cheap product or the premium product? Sometimes those are the keywords that are the same, but sometimes those are dramatically different. So that's why when you have the SEOs that are arguing, it's not my fault, I'm hands off. Well, it could be entirely your fault and you're not taking accountability for that. And that's why you need to be in communication with the CRO team or the website or UX team in order to make sure you're working together to move the right results. Excellent. And then from the description, it sounds like you take a pretty like fluid communication approach on this or like how frequently these are being discussed and communicated to your clients. Like, do you have a set cadence that you're using or is it often and frequent? Like what's, what's your approach or what recommendations could you give to the listeners on communication cadence in reference to this? Great question. And for me, it really depends on the client and, and both what they're asking for and what we think is appropriate for them. So there's times when you're a very fast org and you're pushing releases to your site every single week. You need to see results every single week because you need to make sure that you're moving in the right direction. And, and frankly, that nothing's broken, right? Releases weekly to a site with an engineering team means fires can and will happen and you need to find that early to put it out. If you're reporting monthly and you're not even looking at the account and not even realizing that it's been busted for 28 days, it's too late, right? So you have to understand the cadence of what's happening in terms of your engineering team. Sometimes that's budget constrained as well, right? We, we all know the org that wants to put things out monthly and they're willing to spend all the money on engineering, but they're not willing to spend money on SEO. So sometimes you can only do what you can do. But I think you can and should be having better conversations with your clients about why it's important to do more frequently and making sure that they free up that budget so that you, you can do that more frequently and more impactfully. So if you're putting up two blog posts a month, sure, a monthly report is totally going to cut it. But for a lot of our clients, that's internal dashboards with a liquor instance or, or something else that you're looking at that's very important. That might be monthly, up to, you know, automatically updating daily. We have different different metrics for different clients at different cadences that really match really truly what they need, not our needs. Absolutely. It's it's meeting them at the pace of where they're at or flying at the same altitude as the clients, which, yeah, I think I completely agree as well with that, where it's like you just... You can have your kind of default that you'd come into, but then you really have to see, okay, what's the rate? How frequently are they deploying changes and then matching to that? Excellent. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. 
Thanks again to Tori Gray, CEO and founder of Gray.Company for joining us. In the next conversation that we'll have, which will be published tomorrow, Tori and I are going to continue the conversation and land the plane on non-SEO applications of search data. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Tori, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact her on Twitter where her handle is at Tori Lynn. That's T-O-R-Y-L-Y-N-N-E or visit her company's website, thegray.company. And be sure to take a look in our show notes for the link to the web series that Tori and her company puts out on opinionated SEO opinions. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.